Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hokie Hangover Podcast. My name is Mike McDaniel, joined by Ricky LeBlue. Ricky, what's going on? Dude, it's been a hot minute since we pressed record for the podcast. Um, excited to be back on here. Wish it was under better circumstances, um, but, you know, we, we got to record at some point, and this was surely a week with plenty of stuff to address. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. It really has been, I think, two full weeks at least maybe maybe a little bit longer since we last recorded um but we figured this was a good time to jump back into it um ideally this again would have been a bit under better circumstances but let's attack this story i mean there's a lot of positive stuff happening around virginia tech right now um you know the the club baseball team just won a national championship which is pretty cool the softball team uh took the second best team in the country ucla um to a elimination game uh at the super regionals that was a big deal um and you know all that stuff needs to be celebrated virginia tech just had a you know they've had a successful run here in the in the early part of june with some positive recruiting momentum which you know i think will be touched on here briefly because it will it'll have to be um yeah but um hunter reinstated Devin hunter reinstated a lot of good stuff but let's start here ricky with I mean, the news that we don't really want to talk about, but we have to. Uh, Virginia Tech freshman linebacker Issy Atuti. Uh, he was a 757 kid um, from the class of 2021, um, an early enrollee at Virginia Tech uh, back in January. He's been on campus for about five and a half months. He was arrested on Wednesday on second degree murder charges, Ricky. Not, not ideal, um, not how. You know, you want to kind of start your momentum going into um, a really important recruiting period for the football program and certainly not something that Virginia Tech's uh, football staff with Justin Fuente at the helm um, expected to have to address this week. But yeah, Etudi was arrested and charged with second degree murder um, for a murder that took place in Blacksburg. He's accused of killing 40 year old Jerry Paul Smith. Um, who has connections around Blacksburg for some of the local restaurants, including the Centro Taco Bar and DP Doe. Um, as of this afternoon, you know, from the Roanoke Times, Mike Niziolik's been all over it. Um, he's been right at the forefront of this um, and, you know, working with the Roanoke Times staff on the story, and they've been doing an excellent job. This, you know, definitely go check out everything that they've been putting together. But um, as of this afternoon here, as we record on Thursday, uh, the state medical examiner's office in Roanoke said an autopsy determined that Smith died from a blunt force injury to the head. Um, and the examiner's office listed the manner of death as a homicide. 
Um, Itudi was appointed a lawyer this afternoon in his court appearance. He's being held without bond. He's scheduled back in court uh, September 23rd. So we're not going to have a resolution on that front to at least the start of the case, or, or I'm sure there'll be more details, but we likely won't hear a ton on Issy Atuti's front between now and then. Uh, really, really sad story, Rick. Um, that's kind of, you know, my, my first reaction to it is it's just a very sad situation. Something, again, that Virginia Tech's coaching staff didn't expect to deal with. Um, and, you know, you're dealing with a loss of life um, to an individual who lives in Blacksburg. Um, you're dealing with the derailment of a life of an 18-year-old kid in a tootie um, who now is in jail. <laughs> I mean, he goes from, you know, a promising high school player to a kid that earned an athletic scholarship to Virginia Tech to, to play Division One football in the ACC to now sitting behind bars for second-degree murder. And it's just a very, very sad, sad situation. And that's kind of where where it sits with me yes um first things first i want to extend my condolences to the family of jerry smith i want to con um i want to send my my thoughts and prayers to the family of issy Atuti. um lord knows what they're going through right now um to me that's that's got to be at the at the at the start of any conversation regarding this, that you have to feel for the families that are involved in this and the amount of um, the amount of trauma, the amount of heartbreak that those families are experiencing right now is um, something that I have definitely never experienced and God willing, I won't have to. Um, so I think that's the most important thing that we have to make sure that people are are thinking of those um, who are going through it right now. And, and this is probably the worst moment of their lives and maybe the worst moment of their lives from now until the rest of time. Um, the football aspect of things is pretty, pretty obvious. Um, Atuti was supposed to be a promising option at linebacker moving forward. Um, obviously that is not going to be the case. Um, for the foreseeable future, pending how this case uh, runs its course. Um, to be quite honest, I don't really care about the football aspect of things at the moment. Um, Virginia Tech has a lot of other things to worry about. I mean, Mike, you mentioned that these coaches have had to spend the start of their open recruiting period. Remember, everyone, the NCAA dead period ended on the 1st. Um, which was an exciting time for everyone in college athletics. And Virginia Tech coaches have now spent the last 24 hours plus um, as we record calling the families of their players and trying to comfort them that things are not um, th th things are not getting out of control in Blacksburg, you know, um, Mike Nizielk, again, who's done a fantastic job on the coverage of this story interviewed, um, Dax Hollyfield's parents. And one of the things that they told them, what told Mike was, you know, we, 
we trust these coaches to take our kids in and keep them safe and to steward them for the next three to five years. Um, and that's a, a very serious responsibility and the coaches are trying to do their best to do that right now. So um, I hate, I, I would absolutely hate to be one of those coaches. I would hate to be one of these players. Um, Jack Hollyfield was apparently rooming with Isiatuti. Uh, I can't imagine what is going through his mind at the moment. Um, there's just a there. There are a lot of emotions that people are feeling right now in, in regards to this, and um, I want to be as incre- as as sensitive as I can possibly be towards that because I have never been in this situation, and I can't imagine what anyone who is in this situation is going through. Um, thankfully it's in the courts. Now we will get a resolution in this case, one way or the other, there will be um, some closure to this specific situation. We, the facts will come out. I urge everyone to reserve judgment on the situation until the facts do arise. Um, Should the facts come out before this pod is posted, but after recorded, obviously, um, you know, take that for what it's worth. But at the moment, I think everyone needs to um, exercise some caution uh, and, and some restraint in, in judging this situation. Um, that, that was my initial reaction, I think, to all of this. The, um, so well said, uh, the, the one part I want to address now is, you know, the notion that this is potentially something that is wrong with, or to phrase it a little bit better, um, this is something where we can place blame on Virginia Tech athletic department and the coaches and the coaching staff. Um, I personally think that's crazy. Like I, you're asking somebody if, you know, whether it's with Babcock or Justin Fuente to not only coach 85 plus guys, but also now to be with them at every moment of every day. I mean, it's just never going to happen that way. Um, And each individual is, you know, free to think on their own and act on their own. And to say that this is a reflection on Justin Fuente and this is Justin Fuente's fault or to say it's the athletic department's fault or to place blame it, you know, the feet of the administration of Virginia Tech, you know, based on the information that we know now, I think it's pretty irresponsible for somebody to say that. And I've seen that floating around. I think that's crazy. Um, again, we, we don't know all the facts yet and those facts will come out, but you know, Mike Niziolek in his story for the Roanoke Times that he continues to update. And again, they're doing a great job over there at the Roanoke Times covering the story. But this is a really important part of the article that he posted today, you know, updating the court case of Atuti after he appeared in court this morning. He said the 18-year-old freshman had no discipline issues during his short time on campus and did not present any red flags during his recruitment, according to multiple sources with knowledge of the situation. <clears throat> If Tech's coaching staff wanted to sign someone with a significant red flag, they would likely seek approval from athletic director Whit Babcock and university administration, according to a source familiar with the process. A statewide court record search shows that Atuti had never been arrested or charged with a driving citation in Virginia prior to May 31st. 
absent any absent any criminal history, text coaching staff also discusses any academic, medical, and behavioral issues an incoming student might have and monitor their progress. And there were no such discussions in the athletic department regarding Atuti's enrollment into the school, nor were there any issues brought up internally by the football coaching staff. He presented no red flags, Ricky. Um, this wasn't a situation where this kid was getting into trouble in high school. This kid was causing issues in the classroom in high school. This kid was causing issues once he got on campus at Virginia Tech. Um, this was not a situation where they were aware that he was a kid that was going through some stuff, right, and having some problems that he had to deal with, whether it was in the classroom or personally. Um, by all indications, Justin Fuente and the Virginia Tech staff and the administration, you know, did what they were supposed to do during his recruiting process to ensure that they were um, recruiting the right type of guy. And I think, you know, to add on to that, Justin Fuente, you know, on the football side with his recruiting, and there's been plenty of plenty of things that we've talked about, you know, plenty of aspects of recruiting that we've talked about on this podcast where, you know, Justin Fuente and his staff deserve blame, and there have been areas where they deserve credit. Um, one of the areas where I believe they deserve credit is to try to get the right guys into the locker room. And that story came out in Sports Illustrated a few years ago, um, talking about some locker room issues that they had. And one of the points that came out of that um, regardless of what you what you believed or didn't believe from that story, one of the points that came out of that was that Justin Fuente and their staff, they were trying to recruit the right type of guy for Virginia Tech for the school. Um, it wasn't all what they were able to do on the football field, but they wanted to recruit the right type of person. And that's something that Justin Fuente and his staff have clearly made a priority. And it's clear that Issy Atuti, up until the point where this incident took place, was not a kid who presented issues that they were bringing into the program. Um, so I think that's, that's really important. And, you know, seeing that floated around on, on social media by people, I think at this stage of the game, knowing what we know, um, and again, you know, more facts can come out that could change my opinion on this, but I think knowing what we know at this point, it's pretty irresponsible for people to think that this is a Virginia Tech administration problem, athletic department problem, a Justin Fuente problem. That's just my personal opinion on it. Attributing blame to the coaching staff and the program as a whole is um, at best negligent and at worst wholly disgusting, in my opinion. Um, like you mentioned, Mike, the reporting suggests that there were no personality red flags regarding Atuti as a recruit. Um, he has had zero incidences with the law prior to this, at least that we are aware of. Um, and even if there had been a couple of red flags in the sense that he had a personality that could potentially conflict in the locker room, um, there are, there are degrees of that. And I'm, quite confident that Virginia Tech's coaching staff would not rec not recruit a player that they felt was prone to acting out in violent fashion. Um, so yes, it, it, it's, it, it's egregious to the highest order. If you sincerely believe that Justin Fuente or his assistant coaches were 
ignoring personality flaws or traits that report that do not exist according to the reporting that we have um, in order to make the team better. So that was very disappointing to see. Um, and unfortunately it's just a, at least what it looks like to me is another instance of fandom going awry um, and people trying to pile on Justin Fuente when it's convenient. Um, and don't get me wrong, folks. There are plenty of things that you can criticize Justin Fuente for. And Lord knows I've listed them dozens of times on this podcast. We've talked about them extensively. We will probably talk about them for the rest of the off season. And unfortunately, probably as the season gets going. Um, but in this moment, the only thing that people should really be concerned about, at least their, their primary concern, excuse me, should be the families of, of, of those involved, um, the coaches who are trying to do their jobs and, and process this, um, the, the residents of Blacksburg who obviously have such an affinity for the university and an affinity for the athletic program and the football program um, and are trying to, to process this. I, I mean, it, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a culture shock yeah. really. Um, if, if any of you who are listening have not been to Blacksburg or you haven't lived in Blacksburg for an extensive period of time, like you and I have Mike and obviously Andrew has as well. Andrew still lives there. Um, if you, if you haven't lived in Blacksburg, you know that that is, is about as homey town of a feeling as you can get. It is, it is one of the best atmospheres that I've ever experienced. And every time I go to Blacksburg, I feel like I'm going home, even though it's, five plus hours away from where I was born, where I was raised. Um, for everyone in, in that community, the Virginia Tech community, the Blacksburg community, even the, the, the Christiansburg, Radford communities, everyone in the New River Valley, for them to be going through this is, it, it's tough. It's, it, it's, a, um, it, it's a tragedy all the way around. And there are other things that I, you know, th that I'd like to say about this, but first and foremost, again, you know, say a prayer tonight for the families of those involved um, because Lord knows they need it. So, you know, the, there are rumors flying around. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to address any of those. I'm no, I don't, e I don't want, it's all, it's all speculation um, at this point. Um, I've seen it too. And it's, I, I'm not even. I'm not even saying it's not. It, it's not. It couldn't be true because th there right. are things out there that could definitely be true, but in in cases like this, legal cases, people are best bet to let the people who are in charge of investigating this to investigate. Yep. Let the people in charge of reporting on this case report, and wait for the wait to get a clear idea of what happened before you start passing judgment. And this was the same thing that we said about when Devin Hunter was arrested prior to last season. And Tyrese Radford. 
with basketball. Yep. yep. And Tyrese Radford, we didn't know the facts at the time. Everyone needed to be caught. Everyone needed to be cautious. And as it turned out, Tyrese Radford had every right to be on the floor when he was on the floor. Devin Hunter, not vindicated, but um, obviously has, has earned the right to come back and maintains his innocence. And judging by the um, the details in the case, from what I can gather, I'm not sure that 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 incident was exactly what it was played out to be when when it first broke. So things things change. Facts change. Facts should change your opinion. If the facts align with what you believe, then congratulations. But more often than not, the facts are going to go against your 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 personal priors in terms of what you think about a situation. And when the facts change, you should be flowing with, with the truth. Yep. And we don't know the truth right now. So just be patient. I know it's tough. Everyone's, you know, everyone's excited to get their, their take off and (laughs) um, everyone's excited to place blame or, you know, to immediately start, um, lambasting certain individuals or certain establishments downtown just wait just be patient give it give it some time let the investigators do their work and whatever they whatever they come up with i i will i will i will support yep got to let them do their jobs fbi's involved it's just you're dealing with loss of life here and it's just not going to be something that's going to be open and shut very quickly. So no, no, this, this is going to drag on for well, probably well over a year. Yep. We may have a clear, a clear idea of what happened and maybe a month or two from now, but this whole, this whole situation is going to, is going, going to linger. Unfortunately, this is going to last for most likely the entire football season. Yep. This is going to be hanging over the head of the program. Yeah, it is. And, the, the, it's, the trial's not even going to start until end of September. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you're, you're looking at a, a group of players, none of whom, at least again, at this moment, none of whom were involved in, in, the, in this alleged incident. They have to play a college football schedule, which is tough enough as it is, and deal with normal media coverage, which is tough enough as it is, and now they have to do it where their former teammate is accused of murdering someone. I I can't imagine what it's going to be like for those for those athletes. Should we talk about the football side of this? Devin Hunter has been reinstated. We alluded to that briefly. Um, this is a big deal, Rick. Yeah, it is. Um, Devin is obviously an, an experienced player, although not as experienced as your your normal fourth, fifth year guy, um, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, I think Devin is is universally respected in the locker room, which is not, at least from my experience, is not all that common amongst top-end recruits who don't really live up to the hype. And right. and and as of this point, Devin hasn't, right? I mean, right. 
some people thought Devin should have started his freshman year and Devin has yet to claim a, a consistent role in the starting lineup. I think, I, I think he's started three games in his entire career, uh, played in a lot more, but started in only three. Um, so he's not your, he's not your average four or five star guy. He's not your average veteran player, but I, I have a sense that Devin is, is universally respected and liked in that locker room and, and also among the coaching staff. And whenever you bring a guy like that back in, he's going to elevate the, the team morale, the level of energy at practice, because there are, there are a few people on that team that are going to be as motivated as Devin Hunter. Yeah, agree. I I don't think anyone is going to outwork him. Nope. During the week, no, no one no one is going to spend more time in the gym. No one is going to spend more time in the film room. No one is going to sweat more on the practice field than Devin Hunter. And having someone like that who's who's lost basically everything for a year and had his name dragged through the mud. Um, Devin's, Devin's got something to prove. Devin's back is against the wall. And generally those are the people that, that, that produce the most results. Yeah. Um, like you said, for a guy who was as highly recruited as he was and as highly rated as he was, he's, you know, still the highest rated recruit that Justin Fuente has ever brought into school at Virginia tech, um, in his five years in Blacksburg, he has not to date lived up to the hype right? He has not produced as many expected him to um, through his certainly as much as I expected him to. Yeah. And probably hasn't contributed as much as he is expected to. Um, And now he he's in a position going into this year where he's got two years of eligibility remaining because regardless of whether or not he played last year, the COVID year doesn't count. And he's got two years of eligibility left. And Ricky, He had every reason to be motivated to produce before last year, right? Um, Going into the season, you know, before he was arrested and didn't participate with the football program last year, you know, he had every reason to be motivated. Add on the fact that he had not only football taken away from him for a year, but his life to a degree taken away from him for a year. And now he's back. He's been given a second chance and he knows what the expectations are. I mean, this could be a potentially huge, huge story of redemption. Um, and, and I, I want to be careful how I phrase that because he is, you know, he was convicted of crimes that are not good. Right. Yeah. Now, now I want to, I want to, I want to add on to that and say that Devin Devin maintains his innocence and I respect that. Um, I, we still don't know exactly what happened yeah. in that incident. We, we probably never will. Yep. My general feeling, and again, this could be wrong, is that the situation, again, as I mentioned earlier, was not as it was played out Yep. in, in, in the media on Twitter and on message boards. Um, so Devin sacrificed his, his record as, as a human being 
for he is now forever convicted of a of a misdemeanor. Um, spent two nights in jail. Um, so he could go play football. Yep. You want to talk about someone who is motivated to get out on the field? The man was willing to spend two nights in jail to do it. Yep. So, regardless of of what you think, if De- if Devin actually did those things, he has paid his debt to society as as termed by the judge, and he has expressed remorse for the entire incident from start to finish. He's been cooperative. Um, he has handled himself like an adult, and we are a country and a culture of second chances. And I think Devin has earned that chance. And I don't think that people should feel weird about rooting for someone like that. It's, it's somewhat similar, but not as not too similar to the, to the Michael Vick situation. Michael's Michael's crimes were egregious by any, any person's standard. Um, Michael paid his debt to society and then some, and um, some people can't get over that. And all I can say is I'm sorry. I, 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 I try to be as forgiving as possible because I understand that we are all incredibly flawed, including myself. And um, people people have the capability of redemption and that's that's something that i think a lot of people miss these days um and for someone like devin he has a chance to write an incredible redemption story even if he even if he goes out on the football field and, and stinks devin's redemption story does not does not end with football devin is going to have a life after football and if he lives his life as a productive member of society and and raises great kids or chooses not to have kids, whatever. If he goes out there and lives a productive life, then that is the quintessential redemption story. Agree. And, and there's nothing wrong with rooting for that. Yep. So, you know what? You talked me into it. it is a redemption story. So I would like him to go <laughs> out and play well. Yes. And- I would love nothing more than Devin to go out there, start every game on the on the schedule, and win, you know, be an all ACC caliber player. I would love nothing more than that. Which I which I think he's certainly capable of. At least as a high school prospect coming in, he's he's got the potential to be that kind of guy. And again, hasn't had the opportunity to start many times in his career. Ricky, you mentioned he's only started three games his entire career, and. All three of those were due to injuries in front of him. But if he, he now has an opportunity in front of him to start um, and play a significant role and become the player that I think everybody expected him to be. And, you know, you think about guys at the safety position who have been late bloomers in the past. Um, you know, Divine Diablo, Ricky, just went in the fourth round to the Raiders and he played a lot more than Devin Hunter did early on in his career. But you remember the injury issues that Divine Diablo had. He had a really hard time staying on the field until his last he two seasons. positions too. Switch positions from I receiver think some to defensive back. About that. Yeah, like totally switch positions from receiver to defensive back. He was injured a lot. But then his last two years, he was really good, ended up being selected in the fourth round. 
little bit different situation for Devin Hunter in terms of he hasn't played as much as Divine Diablo in the first couple of years of his career, at least in a significant capacity. But again, if he's able to go out and produce at a high level, you know, who's to say he can't become an all-conference player or get his name in the mix uh, for an NFL draft in a year or two? So uh, there's a lot in front of him from a football standpoint, and there's a lot that he's capable of still doing, um, even though he hasn't done it yet and hasn't lived up to expectations yet. He now has a clear opportunity in front of him and, you know, a second chance to do those things. Yeah, absolutely. And um, hopefully – Hopefully these players will able to make will be able to make it through the coming season. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it, it's gonna suck having to having to deal with these questions. You know that national media members are going to be coming down wanting to talk about this. Yep. You know it's going to hang over the season. You know that these guys are going to hear about it on social media, and I I just hope that these guys can 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 keep their head focused and 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 stay on the task at hand. Um, it, it's, it's a shame that another, another incident is, is distracting from the on-field product. Yeah. Agreed. Um, it's, it sucks. It, it really does. And again, I, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay the, the, the human element of this again, you know, Mike, you mentioned someone lost their life and someone's life is currently being derailed. Regardless of the facts, neither of those two things are pleasant. Right. And right. it's okay to, to focus on that rather than, you know, wondering about the damn X's and O's. Like, right. Yes, th th that, is, that is part of what we do on this podcast, and we just addressed it, you know, to an extent. But there's a reason we let off with not talking about that, right? Like, yeah. The, the initial question was not how in the hell is Virginia Tech going to replace Issy Atuti? Right. Because quite frankly, I don't think I, I give a shit right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and bleep that out. But yeah. um, the, the, the most important thing is that, you know, th this situation gets resolved w one way or another, w whatever the facts may, may uh, decide. I'll tell you what, I, I don't envy the coaching staff having to deal with no. all elements of this. No. I mean, there's the they've, human, the they've human had aspect. to, they've had to completely blow up the start of their recruiting efforts. Right. To handle this, which in all honesty, they, they've you know, been, they've been chomping at the bit for a year plus Yep. to go recruit and, and to meet kids in person and to try and, and change the narrative that, that, quite frankly is is cor correct and so far uh, and surrounds the program and that Virginia Tech struggles to recruit players um, that make a significant impact on the football field so th these coaches hear that they're excited to go out and try and fix that and change that and show everybody that it's bogus and then they have to deal with this I just it, it's it's absolutely mind-boggling um, I certainly won't I certainly haven't dealt with that in my profession yeah, and by all indications, the first couple of days this week, you know, as the recruiting dead period had been lifted, you know, we're really we're positive, positive yeah. for Virginia Tech. Um, you know, I, I try not to dive too much into, you know, will this guy come here or will he not? But Virginia Tech had a kid in Lamar Law who, you know, is a, a three-star defensive end with really good size, um, 
from the state of Virginia. Probably going to slide inside. Probably going to slide inside 6'5", 290 currently. Um, Probably going to slide inside and be an impactful player. They had one of their top targets, Gunnar Gibbons, who was, you know, the top offense, one of the top offensive linemen in the country, one of the top players in the state, um, a big time target for the Hokies. From Lord Tot, for yep. those who know where that is. And was expected, Ricky, to take his official visit um, on Tuesday. And he just said, you know what, it went well, but I want to make this my unofficial. I want to come back with some teammates at the end of the week. Like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see you. We'll see you Friday. Um, time, time and place. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll see you Friday. So when you start hearing stuff like that, it's like, okay, well, that's a, that's a pretty good start for Virginia Tech to um, the open period. And, you know, the coaching staff, Ricky has not recruited well, especially in the last three years. They had, they had a pretty decent first couple of years. Last three years has not been very good. And, you know, one of the things about the last recruiting cycle was the fact they couldn't get kids on campus because of COVID. And anybody who's been to Virginia Tech before understands that a big sell of Virginia Tech, and, and Ricky, you mentioned this earlier on in this podcast, a big sell with Virginia Tech is Blacksburg itself. And yeah. this is home. That moniker that Virginia Tech has around the football program, the athletic department, this is home. That's a real thing. Um, and it's a big deal to get these kids on campus. Um, and by all indications, the visits were going and have been going well, and hopefully that continues. But I don't envy the coaching staff now having to deal with the human element of knowing Issy well and, you know, coaching him in the spring and recruiting the kid for a couple years. Because this hasn't just been the last five months, Ricky. I mean, Virginia Tech's been on Issy Atuti for the last year and a half. They've been, they have been recruiting him up until his commitment, and they've known him for a couple years. This, there's a human, very human element to this, right, where you have to balance the shock of what has happened and then quickly go back to doing your job. And quite honestly, Ricky, I, I don't think a coaching staff or a head coach ever goes into the profession thinking, I'm going to have to deal with you know, one of my players being accused and charged with murder. You know, there are plenty of plenty of things that you expect at high level college football. You know, kids get pinched for drugs or, you know, kid, you know, public intoxication or whatever it may be. You know, there's hundreds of instances of that every football season with programs around the country. But you don't expect to have to deal with a kid committing murder. And this is not something that's in any coach's job description not something that any coach expects to deal with. There is no, there is no playbook for this. No. And you're left totally scrambling. I mean, I, I tweeted this out last night, Ricky, like I was really left yesterday, you know, after reading the stories um, that, that broke yesterday afternoon about this and, you know, you read the message boards with all the rumors and all the craziness, but I I was just kind of left thinking like if you're Justin Fuente and the staff, you're having this really positive week. You have kids back on campus, like recruiting is back open. You're back to kind of doing your job in a conventional sense and how you know that you're able to do it. No more Zoom meetings, no more Zoom tours. You're able to show kids around the school. You're able to hold football camps. And you go from that to now having to turn around and scramble and explain to family members, to parents, to guardians of kids who are already a part of your football program, that everything is going to be okay. And to assure them that everything is fine with, 
the current student athletes that remain a part of the football program. That's what Justin Fuente and his staff have had to deal with over the last 48 hours. And that's not easy. Um, so you got that and they're still holding camps, Rick. Like they're still having the, the football camps in the next few weeks. And they, they got kids on campus today. Um, they have kids on campus tomorrow, Friday. And then they got a few weeks where, you know, they're continuing to bring guys on for unofficial and official visits. Like recruiting doesn't stop. And these guys are now working around the clock for something they didn't even expect to have to deal with this week. So I don't envy them at all from a human element to it, as well as having this kind of added to their plate from a job standpoint. Couldn't have said it any better, Mike. Yeah. Um, so that's all I got. I, I know there's some other topics. We'll come back next week and hit on. Hopefully, we, we'll talk more about recruiting. Um, we can talk about Virginia Tech softball as well next week. They just wrapped up their season, like we mentioned, um, and get a little bit more into that. I think yeah. – it's definitely, but definitely want to, for those who are listening, congratulations to the softball team. Like Mike said, we can hit on that more in the next podcast, but props to them for a, a great postseason run. Um, Virginia Tech Club Baseball, again, national championship. I know it's not a part of the athletic department, but um, club sports, as someone who did a club sport at Virginia Tech, you know, I, I respect it. So, you know, props to them. Um, it's a it's a, a deep shame that all their stuff is being overshadowed right now, but um, definitely congratulations to them for finding success and representing the university the way that you know we all want to. Yep. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into that next week and more fun topics. Hopefully, hopefully Andrew will be back next week. Hopefully, we'll have Andrew back. Um, um, we we will be our schedule may be interrupted again later this month because a certain someone is is doing something important. I am. Um, <laughs> Michael is 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 uh, having a large life event. Yes. Later this month. Yes. Hopefully, it's just my marriage, um, <laughs> and not something else. <laughs> yes. Yes. So the the podcast will be um, back, but we may be taking a, a bit of time off again. What's the big day again, Mikey? Uh, June 27th. So, okay, end, of, so end of the around, month. around the end of the month. Um, so yeah. And then also my birthday is on the 1st of July. So don't expect me to be useful that day. <laughs> Hopefully that day will include, uh, a terrible round of golf, um, some alcoholic beverages and maybe some really good food. And that would be a pretty damn good birthday as far as I'm concerned. Um, with you there i try to accomplish that each and every year this year it's a wedding rehearsal so a little bit a <laughs> little bit different this year for me um yeah but we'll be back uh, as always rate review subscribe i get to tackle that now that i'm uh yes fill in host yes. here rick um and yeah we'll we'll talk next week and andrew will be back hopefully which will be good and uh again we'll tackle all these other topics but yeah, keep it tuned to this podcast feed. Check out the Roanoke Times. They've been all, Mike Niziolek is just excellent. Huge, at his job. huge props to Mike. Um, it, it it goes to show what goes to show what happens when you keep talented writers and reporters in your newsroom and on your staff. Yeah, um, they and almost laid him off. That. They <laughs> almost laid him off, and they're probably really glad they didn't. So, um that's that's that go check that out um but yeah rick we'll talk next week all right take care buddy